0: Edition of thoughts from Player One, Duncan. I can't do this. No, Duncan. Halloween. Okay, let's not. Let's not. Halloween's bad, and let's not.
1: Halloween's bad. That. See, Halloween's (laughs) fine, but that intro's
0: bad. (laughs) You want me to do it? You know? Do you think you can do a spooky, spooky ghost?
1: Hello, boys and girls. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) we're just gonna cut all this out
0: just so you know i'm not promising we don't go with one of our two failed intros hello everyone and welcome to another edition of thoughts from player one a bi-weekly podcast where we take an in-depth sort of look at one video game and dissect it and look at all the pieces as always i am alex and i'm duncan That spooky, spooky ghoul is absolutely right, folks. We are recording this on Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, I think. It's a haunted
1: episode!
0: And in honor of how haunted it is, we played the scariest game known to man. We played Soma. I
1: don't know if it was the scariest game known to man.
0: I don't know if it was that scary. You're trying to to create a legend
1: that doesn't exist.
0: Well, that's how legends start. To be fair, <laughs> I mean, true. How how's
1: everyone's Halloween? The the last time that it happened, not now because it won't be out on Halloween. How was it? Me
0: or our audience? Because you said Everybody. everyone. Well, okay. I can't ask
1: them. They're not. They're not gonna respond. So, how was your Halloween?
0: My Halloween was just rip roaring, fantastic, and spooky as
1: all get out. How was yours? It was just as rip roaring and fantastic <laughs> as yours. I did a whole one thing. I ate some Halloween candy. Nice. Yeah, it I was went
0: dope. I went shopping at a spooky grocery store.
1: <laughs> did they have shitty Halloween decorations?
0: No, the prices were just kinda high. And that's pretty spooky <laughs> when you think about, like, market value and, and your bank account. You know? Scarily yeah, that's the high. It's the spookiest of all. <laughs> um.
1: Milk prices <laughs> has never been so high. Yeah.
0: What? what? Hold on. Hold up. What's your favorite Halloween candy? I don't actually know this about you, and this is very important.
1: Snickers. That's just my like, favorite candy overall. Like, it's it's mm. such a basic bitch candy to like, it's, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but... Yeah. yeah.
1: If I, we're talking, like, alternative favorites, like, I'm not just going with the easy picks, I'm going to go with Reese's Pieces, which you don't get very often for Halloween. That's but. true, but Reese's Pieces are just shitty Reese's cups. But I love them. What's your <sighs> favorite Halloween candy?
0: It's probably fucking Reese's Gups, because yeah. they're delicious. Yeah. Or, like, well... Yeah. They have Reese's pumpkins now, but I haven't had them yet. But the I cheese like the and the eggs. eggs are good, so. Oh, my eggs God. are dude. dope.
1: I get the biggest bag of eggs, and I go to town on those mofos.
0: <laughs> just fucking dunk your head in and just pull up a fucking mouthful at Reese's <laughs> eggs.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, what did – you, did you dress up a lot when you're – like, how many Halloweens did you do? How many <laughs> how Halloweens did I do? <laughs> did you <laughs> – that was supposed to be a better formatted question, <laughs> yeah, I where hope. I had something planned to ask and like I was gonna ask it in a good way, but it just turned out to be shit. So, mm, gotcha. What?
0: Gave it the old Duncan spin, huh? I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> that's that mean. I'm sorry. Um, I did. I did a lot of Halloween's. Um, that's actually not true. I only did Halloween until I was like middle school, like early middle school. Yeah. And then that I think I have right. done one since then in college, and I went to StarCraft, so, you know. As the game? Like- yeah, I it was I was a part of a, a StarCraft club in college, and the party I was going to, most of the people there were in the StarCraft club, so I got a black t-shirt and jeans, and I bought a big old star, and I taped that to the middle of my chest, and then I bought a bunch of arts and crafts supplies, <laughs> and I taped that around the rest of my body, <laughs> and then when people asked me what I was, I would go, I'm a StarCraft! And then then they punched you. No, actually people cracked up. um, (laughs) But if I was at any other party, they would have punched
1: me. (laughs) Probably.
0: How many Halloweens did you do?
1: (laughs) More Halloweens than you can handle. Uh, Probably middle school. Same, same kind of timeline. Um, My favorite Halloween costumes that my mom personally made for me, but then stopped because she realized it was too much of a hassle, which I don't blame her. Uh, but I went one year. I went as Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. Nice. That was in elementary school, and that was like my like that was one of my favorites. But my all time favorite is when I got to be Sonic the fucking hedgehog, and she Holy made like the shit. spikes on the back of his head, and it was amazing. I have a picture of me like dressed up as little baby Sonic. It's amazing. Now how fast did you go? Oh my god, dude! I was going so fast. I was just literally just knocking on i didn't even knock i just zoomed through their house and took the candy i mean i wasn't a dick i didn't take the whole thing i took one piece yeah it could be cool but yeah you know (laughs) yeah
0: did you did you have those uh did you have like the red shoes and everything yeah did you know that those shoes are apparently friction resistant really yeah i read that in like a sonic book (laughs) Uh, once when i was younger he had like a storybook and then he lost his shoes and he couldn't run really fast because his feet would like catch fire or something
1: did it show his feet i've always Mm -hmm. wanted to know what sonic's feet looked like he had socks on so oh come on yeah his feet are probably
0: gross and like not normal sweaty
1: did you have any other than your geeky ass starcraft all uh, right i don't know why i'm like making fun of you for it because like I'm no better than you, but (laughs) I'll say Jesus. Uh,
0: I not. I I honestly remember almost none of my costumes. I went as Harry Potter one year, and so did my best friend. So we were both Harry Potter. I can see
1: you as a Harry Potter.
0: Nice. Yeah. I. You know, it was a good costume. I was a little. It was a bad costume. I think I just had like a robe and I carried a broom. and it's just like a little little fat white kid with like some makeup on his forehead and he's like i'm harry potter
1: i love the um, slow realization that you realize it was a bad costume like it was a good costume <laughs> it was a bad costume <laughs> <laughs> yeah i
0: it was not a great costume i remember almost nothing of that halloween but if
1: you played soma as a kid would you be like i wanted to be the the spooky guy from theta <laughs>
0: No, if I played film as a kid, I wouldn't have had Halloweens because I'd have been under my bed crying for years <laughs> on end. <laughs> oh, come on. it's not that bad. No, but again, when I was younger, I couldn't play Bioshock 1. Mm,
1: that's because bad.
0: Because it was I've... too spooky.
1: <laughs> it's too spooky. Well, this game looks a lot like Bioshock, so.
0: It does, so I feel like in some ways I've conquered my demons. <laughs> have
1: and you played the original? Yeah, you've played the ori- first two bioshocks i I mean i've
0: i've seen people play through the rest of bioshock one and i have beaten bioshock infinite
1: we're gonna play bioshock one someday It's a promise played it i've played it i know what's up (laughs) look
0: look let's start this podcast for real
1: yeah um give us those hot stats
0: all right so Soma is a a survival horror game published and developed by Frictional Games, the people who brought you Amnesia prior. Uh, It is out for Windows, Mac, Linux, and PS4. It was about $30 on Steam, and it was released on September 22nd, 2015. Those are the hot stats for you. Is 2015 right, or did we get that one wrong, too? That's 2015. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, this game's kind of. I didn't realize that this game was a little bit older. Um,. I hate when you say about thirty dollars, by the way. You I know that you do every
0: episode. Right. But here's the thing, I'm never gonna stop. Also, right Damn. now it's not thirty, it's like twelve or something, because yeah. it was on sale forever. <laughs> except for the five minute period where we decided to buy it to play it. It <laughs> was like, nah, it's cool, it's thirty again, but then three minutes later it's like, nah, JK, it's twelve again, but too late for you. Yeah. So that was much. rough.
1: We're going to we're going to let you know everything you need to know about the story so we can get on to the good conversations <laughs> and uh, really get deep into this game because there's a lot of good stuff to talk about here. Right. Um, Real so, quick, I do want to yeah. say
0: uh I think going forward this is something we're going to try. I didn't mention this beforehand, Duncan, but we we're going to start the su- story summary now, but I am going to in the the comment section or not the comment section the <laughs> <laughs> the fucking description i'm going to link the time stamp for when we are done with the the story recap if you remember it and don't need a refresher and oh so it's like, hey if you made it here like holy shit this is radio i'm not talking you to are you. simon
1: jared <laughs> a survivor of a, you're, you're simon Jarrett. you survived a car crash um where he was you were left with permanent brain damage you suffer from a lot of headaches Memory loss, that kind of um, you know brain damage there. So you come in contact with Dr. Munchie, who is going to help you out in trying to scan your brain to figure out what parts are missing or what parts need to be repaired so that when they go back into surgery or when they go into surgery on your brain they can figure out what they need to exactly do the year right now is current so where where the setting we are now is like probably like 2016 2015 around there um so when you go in for the brain scan the office is kind of sketchy but it doesn't really matter you go in for the scan Uh, like a bright flash of lights goes on you he says this is just like having your picture taken and then all of a sudden you're in a underwater facility that's like high tech and like clearly futuristic and everything looks beaten down and shut down and like it's been left for many years the setting is just like super um it's scary you know it's that's the, the setting of the game thus far i guess i'll just take a quick break just to kind of talk about the art of this game and kind of how it's played and everything like that it's the it's a first person kind of not so much a walking simulator because you know firewatch was kind of a walking simulator this is more like kind of like an action walking simulator where you have to you know avoid a lot of creatures, monsters, stuff like that. So just that kind of gives you a projection of what the game's going to be like from this point on. Um, so you're, you kind of explore this facility a little bit um, and you find a tool called the Omni Tool. and when he turns that on he's able to speak with a woman named Catherine who wants to meet you in Site Lambda and you kind of communicate just a little bit about what's going on but not enough to really know. So um, in the process, Simon finds his way to Lambda and discovers that he is on Pathos 2, an underwater facility and uh, that has been damaged with some black organic substances, the substance that you see everywhere on the walls, um, infected in robots and sometimes humans. Um, the robots along the way can speak to you and they seem very human they're not just talking like this is me i'm a robot you know they have a lot more human um uh tones to them and when you get to Catherine, it's revealed that she is actually a robot herself and that she is a brain scan that you know similar to what you took but put into a robot um And that it is also revealed that you yourself are a robot where your brain scan that you took from uh, the past is put inside this robots body Um, your scan was done a hundred years ago and the real Simon died from a uh, he died in surgery Um, so your scan was widely distributed among the other like you know, colleagues who were learning how to create AIs as the template, so they would edit what your brain scan was to create future AIs. Um, So you also learn that Earth has been absolutely completely destroyed by a comet, and Pathos 2 was the only place where humans survived, and it wasn't going to last long because this black, you know, organic substance had taken over pretty much everything
0: yeah from there you uh you and you and catherine talk a little bit and it's revealed that catherine had this grand plan to to save humanity basically in some like ridiculously serious air quotes Um, and it was called the ark and basically what the ark was was a simulated reality and she was going to put people's brain scans into the ark such that it would be like they were alive but they would obviously be like computer generated representations of themselves and then they were going to launch this ark into space where it could you know sustain itself on i think solar power and just rotating around for thousands of years and that would be the way that humanity continues Um, however the ark was never actually launched you find it's um, in a an area called the Abyss, basically, exactly what it sounds like. It's a giant, I think, just trench in the ocean that's significantly lower than the rest of the, the uh, facility. So your your new goal is to get down to the Abyss. So you really start going from from site to site, trying to get to the Ark, so that you can launch it with a giant space cannon. Pathos to the like, I think the main part, like the main purpose of it was uh, to find a way to cheaply and easily launch satellites into space. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go around from, um, basically, from site to site and find out a little bit more as you're going along the, the, like, organic things that you're seeing, like this gel and sort of living matter that you're seeing attached to the wall. is all part of the, the WAU, the WOW, which is a, a site-wide AI, which the primary purpose of it was to basically make everything easier and help humanity along. Um, and once the comet hit, it started to kind of more or less go insane and use structure gel to expand itself all over the place and start to kind of take over fish and people and then it would have the ability to sort of control the structure gel uh, and then kind of flooded a lot of the areas of pathos 2 with it so that humans became infected with it and then um, basically it killed all of the humans and then was putting robots like brain scans into robot bodies to sort of make more humans in a kind of convoluted attempt to preserve humanity uh, is is sort of what you figure out was happening. And then from there you realize Catherine's, her plan is to use the ship called the Dunbat, which I forget exactly what it stands for, but basically it's a ship that is capable of withstanding the atmospheres of pressure uh, towards the bottom of the ocean. So you go there, and I believe you make it to a site called Theta, and as soon as you get there you find the Dunbat and... um, as soon as you find it the wow sort of like puts an ai brain into it and it freaks out and destroys itself so you figure that the next best place to do it is uh to get down a giant elevator and unfortunately the only way you'd survive that is to find a power suit otherwise the atmospheres of pressure would crush you so you continue on over to another site which i forget the name of omicron i think was that one and then you find a power suit um it, it has a person in it, so then you have to find like a bunch of pieces to make it functional, and then there's a really good scene in there where Catherine transfers your... or tells you she's going to transfer your consciousness from the, the robot suit that you are in to the new power suit. Um, what's not really well explained um, until it happens is that it's not like strictly a transfer. She is copying your consciousness and then adding it to that one. So then two copies of you exist at the same time and there's a really good scene in there where you get to um, kind of come to terms with that and freak out and get to choose whether or not you want to kill the previous version of you so it doesn't wake up in the same hell that you are currently in. Um, Regardless of what you do there, you get into the suit, head on down to the abyss, start going through um, a really messed up stormy area, um, trying to find site alpha and then eventually the site of the gun. Uh, the main thing that happens here is is you are going through there trying to find the Ark. You do um, you do eventually find the Ark in one of the destroyed sites, and the entire time you're getting sort of like weird messages um, for the last while from somebody named Johan Ross, who was the, um, he was the AI psychologist, I believe, at the, the, the place that so he was working pretty closely with the WoW and started to realize what was going on with it and started to realize that he needed to destroy it basically because it was going to kind of fuck everyone up and then he more or less got like totally mutilated by one of the scary scary fish in the deep ocean and then um from there he kind of interacts with you a little bit you find uh sarah lindwall and she's the last human on earth uh, she's the one guarding the ark when you actually find it you take the arc from her, kind of choose whether or not you want to kill her and, and the human race, which is kind of a relatively big moment that we'll probably touch on a little bit. Um, yeah. And then you you take the arc towards the um, towards where you find the gun, and um, you find the heart of the wow along the way, which Johann Ross kind of guides you toward, and then you get a choice whether or not you want to destroy it. He tells you that the way to do it is basically by sticking your arm into the heart of the wow, and that would override it because you're some sort of a poison and then if you choose to do that or if you don't choose to do that either way johan ross then says that you need to die so that you can you know basically the wow can't come back and control you and as he is going to kill you a giant fish comes out of nowhere and eats him alive
1: yep and uh, yep. so the so you've got the wow or you've got the arc at the correct site with the gun so your the whole plan is we're going to shoot this um The arc off into space with the satellite so it can survive in space Um, so while you're searching through that kind of getting the correct pieces to launch this you find uh, some evidence that Catherine was killed by her co-workers in an accident before you were able to launch the arc into space because you have this kind of ability that's throughout the game where you learn little bits of story where you're able to kind of data mine uh, even like bodies or robots and stuff like that so you learn that you know, while Catherine was doing this research, um, she was, you know, she was kind of killed by, by, her, her, by her colleagues um, in an attempt to get it launched off. So she's kind of upset about that. But then you end up going to the, um, to the cannon to launch the Ark into space with your scan and her scan. That's the plan. So... Uh, You go into a pilot seat, you put the Omni tool in with you and Catherine, big, you know, this is it, this is all what we've been working for. Uh, The moment that this cannon fires, our brain scans are going to be put onto the ship, and it's going to be launched off into space, and we're going to be there instead of here. So the rocket launches, and in a very suspenseful moment, they just barely get loaded onto the Ark, and... You know, the the rocket fires off and you're left there. Simon then yells, you know, what what the fuck happened? Like, why are we still here? This should have worked. I saw it load completely. And Catherine explains to Simon pretty much that and kind of like, I feel like an iconic quote of the ending that Simon, we lost the coin toss. We're we're still here. We copied and pasted ourselves onto the arc, but the Catherine and Simon are that we are are still here while they're there and simon gets really upset by this fact and just you know loses his mind and yells at Catherine, saying that you know he betrayed her and that this is you know this isn't fair and you know he didn't know the whole truth and uh, while he's yelling at Catherine, she stresses out really highly and the computer that she's running on powers down due to the kind of just confrontation that her and Simon are having and Simon has kind of like a mental breakdown he's like hello hello I don't want to be alone I don't want this to happen to me Uh, you know and then it fades to black uh the credits roll and then in the little after scene that you get uh, you get to be Simon on the arc and you wake up And you get to run, you know, across this giant, you know, foresty field, and then there's this futuristic city in the backdrop, and you see Catherine, and you're like, "Oh my God, Catherine, we made it! It's so amazing that we made it here, and everything was worth it." And then that's the real ending, uh, to the whole game. So that that's the story in a nutshell. There you have it, folks. There you have it. That's Soma. That's Soma, in a nutshell can we add a can
0: we add a nutshell crack there please uh we can try but i don't know if we'll be able to find any like drm free nutshell crack <laughs> that's a pretty hot button one right now so it's a you know.
1: <laughs> so um. we're gonna move on to some questions that'll get us discussion started about you know what this game really meant to us our opinions on it what we really think about what happened in the story, and hopefully through that we can get you to understand a little bit more about the story, or if you've already played the game, uh, get you get you to think about some extra things. Uh, so, Alex, do you want to start us off with with a point or question that you had?
0: Yeah, totally. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> let Let's start by talking about the mechanics of the game first. Yeah. I think that's maybe a good way to do it here. Um, this is going to be so like like we mentioned, it's a survival horror game. You walk around you hide behind you know different items you walk slowly you try and skirt your way around monsters and i think the main one of the main differentiators between this game and amnesia at least early on i i didn't play amnesia to be fair but from what i understand about it is um this game you you really get to see the monsters that are chasing you Mm -hmm. um or that you are hiding from you get to get really close you can take a look at them um did you feel at any point that the tension of the game or the the horror aspect of the game was ever lessened when you could see the monsters? Because I know personally for me, I was um, in that entire intro sequence, I was like, edge of my seat, tense. I remember thinking to myself, like, shouldn't agree to do this game. Not going to be able to get <laughs> through this one. This is over in an hour. Um, but. When I saw the first month, like, I heard it chasing me. I heard it throughout, the sa- like, the station, and I was really scared. And then I saw it for the first time, and I was like, I'm hiding from, like, a fucking robot ninja turtle. Like, this is not that scary to me anymore because I can see what I'm, like, supposed to be afraid of. Yeah. And that... That was immensely helpful for me. I thought the monster design, to be fair, like Robot Ninja Turtles, maybe a little derogatory. It was pretty cool looking, <laughs> yeah. but it didn't scare me as much as not knowing what it was or what it looked like. Did you get any of that throughout the game?
1: Well, so I'll say something on both ends of that, on both sides of the coin, because I, I'm i kind of 2 minded about it. So on one side, I totally agree with you that that beginning sequence is, it it kind of makes it feel silly. Because it's this, it's this guy with the giant humpback. And, you know, you know, monster in that sense. And Mm -hmm. I felt like it was kind of silly, but I was still a little afraid of it because I was afraid of the consequence of being caught by that monster. Because I, I come from, you know, when I think about horror games and stuff like that, when something catches you, usually it isn't that pleasant. Fortunately for this game, it's just usually they run up to you. It makes a loud noise, like not like a scream noise, but then it just goes black. And that's. Not that bad at all compared to a lot of different horror that games that we look, you know, that yeah. get looked at these days. So in that end, I don't think it merely makes it that scary. And coming into Soma, I thought I was going to be a lot more spooked than I ended up being. Um, but on that end, I think it made me enjoy the game a lot more. Uh So that's another coin flip food. But what I will say on the more positive side of it is, it, is I think that that intro monster is really just what it is it's an intro and it gets you to understand the mechanics of how monsters in this game work of being like here's an openly lit room with a slow moving doesn't pay very much attention to you creature whereas later in the game you get revealed to some pretty bullshit monsters that can (laughs) practically hear you from like three hallways away and get triggered and start running towards you or you have to crouch and like they get sensitive to different things. So I think there's something to be said about progression of monsters in this game of, you know, understanding the mechanics of them. And that makes them a little bit more scary where I know a couple times when I was being chased or um, there's a couple that like the one there was one that just stood still. And uh, that one really that one really got to me. Uh, even though I could see him, it was just the tension of knowing how yeah. do I get around this fucker. And that's true. He also made pretty freaky noises. So <laughs> overall, scared? No, not really. But the looks of them didn't really make it that much for me, I guess, whenever right, I think that's about fair. it.
0: And I do think it, it, you, you are right. The monsters kind of grow mechanically as the game goes on. The first one is like, the first one is the one that you just can't look
1: at, right? No, it is. It's, like, an all-around, like, just don't fucking look at it or, like, just don't yeah. be near it and you're fine. like Okay, because
0: the very first time I encountered the monster, there's, like, a staircase you can run up that's pretty far that sort of dead ends into, like, a broken area, and I was standing on it, like, oh, he's walking his path, and I looked at him. And to the game's credit, there was a really cool moment where I was looking at him and he's got like a bunch of blue lights on his back and he wasn't walking. And I was like, "Mm, that's unsettling. And then he just like very slowly turned and like put a spot like a giant blue spotlight on me and then like made a huge screaming noise and started walking right towards me. And I was like, oh, oh, that's (laughs) not cool. I guess I'm jumping off a bridge now. Uh, Yeah. And that, that was cool. But they do they do get significantly more mechanically interesting so maybe oh my god
1: when it was in that intro sequence when they are like clearly guiding you towards a bridge that's like here this is the way to go and then the bridge breaks and you fall and then you're back on the bottom like with the (laughs) monster that uh, that got to me pretty pretty well yeah so i won't say it's like the most terrifying moments in the game ever like i've never really felt like truly terrified or scared but you know
0: yeah i didn't i felt a little bit of like, I, I really think the main time I felt, like, viscerally afraid was the very end of the game. And, like, the super deep ocean area where there's, like, ridiculously strong winds and it's, like, pitch black outside of really? like, a row of lights. Yeah, because, like, the ocean freaks me the fuck out, like, huh. in real life. Because, yeah. like, the ocean's real scary. So, like, those sequences where you were running in between kind of scared me a little bit.
1: That's the in the abyss, for those of you yeah. who are wondering. Um, mm-hmm. And... See, I felt the opposite. That's when I felt like the game was at its least scary. I didn't really care because I knew exactly what I was looking at. I was, looking, mm. I was like, these are the blue lights. I have to run towards the blue lights, and there's going to be a giant fish monster. Maybe that's just because it was at the end of the game, and I was kind of sick of the game's shit at that point. Mm. <laughs> I was just like, I've had enough of this, of this bullshit. But I think the most stressful moments for me were probably in it was a very like enclosed hallway space and there was a guy in like a diving suit that was chasing you around or um, oh that was um, that was like alpha right
0: yeah that was yeah that was that site i fucking
1: hated that part i like that part
0: that was i was just like oh he killed me once i'm just gonna sprint past him because fuck this (laughs) (laughs) yeah you like detach like
1: a major power line and then he gets really triggered there's like a lot of interesting things about what really motivates and triggers these monsters and i think it brings up another point that i had that these monsters throughout the game they love to fucking chase you but why like they we're kind of revealed that the wow wants i mean we can draw assumptions that these that these creatures are wow right they're uh, sort of yeah i mean they're like robots or and
0: or sometimes they were people that the wow was controlling now
1: yeah Cause the wow is like the I main think, it's, it's yeah. cause there's like obviously a couple conflicts through this game where it's like, you know, um, Simon versus his own thoughts about consciousness and we'll get definitely get into that. And then there's the like physical one that Simon versus the wow and Simon versus his environment and Simon I mean, this versus is the, the WoW. second
0: episode in a row we're pulling on that. Like man versus man, man versus himself, man versus nature, like high school English shit. Yeah, and I'm digging it. I love it.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a really good way to be able to break down what a story is and what the conflicts are and piece piece out something because if you're just like, well, it's just Simon versus Soma as a whole game, it doesn't doesn't mm-hmm. really give you that whole I think it's a pretty good method of thinking, I guess. But Yeah, I like I said,
0: I'm driving. Go.
1: Yeah. But back to yeah, so i just don't really understand simon versus monsters like it just doesn't i don't know it just never why it was happening yeah why why did they really chase him at all Uh, do you really have an answer for that or because that that's the only i feel like if they would have had a motivation and i would understand because they're so different there's so many different kinds of monsters like it's not just like here's a here's a fart stinker he's gonna get you when you flash the light like there's literally like Almost every area has a different one. So I feel like if I would have known a little bit, be like, oh, wow, this guy in the diving suit like died 10 depths under because he got buried by structure gel or something crazy like that. Like, if I had some kind of a spooky tale to let me know what this character's motivation was, I could have felt a little bit more scared of him.
0: Yeah, I think that's maybe true. Yeah, I don't really, I don't know either. I mean, you could... You got a little bit for, like, one of the guys... The guy in the diving suit at the very end of the game, he was a person that was referenced earlier. I just forget who. Yeah. But you don't really get any... like You don't get much story as far as... I mean, I could have missed something that's totally possible because that, like, end section of the game, I wasn't really exploring fully anymore. But I don't know. that. Uh, I never really felt like I understood it either unless it's, like, not the WoW, unless they're just acting on their own. But I kind of got the impression that the... Like, that was the point that you were only alive because of the WoW, like, yeah. controlling them, and that's why you needed to kill it, but also, I was under the impression that you were made by the WoW, which I guess mm-hmm. could be incorrect, but... If the
1: only The only one I really understand is there's this robot in, like, one of the beginning scenes that he's, he's like a worker robot, and he's, like, clearly, like, addicted to the structure gel that is inside your body... <laughs> So I think he's attracted to you because of that structure gel, (laughs) because he's like, I'm looking for my fix, pretty much. So it is cool. I like that. Yeah, Uh,
0: yeah. In answer to your question, no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. And you know, that's like that's a super disappointing answer to have to (laughs) give on the podcast where we trying to video games. We're not theorists, you know. Tweet us, leave it in the comments. Why was this happening? Yeah, Um, because I I don't know, and I can't piece it together. Because I was too focused on the other aspects of this game, which I thought was oh, much yeah. more interesting. Wait, personally. way more interesting. But let, sticking in the the mechanics realm for a little bit longer, did you have yeah. did you have anything else you wanted to talk about that specifically right
1: off? Or... Um, not did you have really any more, Duncan? Be, Come on, be... <laughs> God, Duncan, <laughs> is is this all you brought prepared to the <laughs> class? Um, it was more just like. I feel like the puzzles weren't that hard, which was a good thing because I didn't yeah, really want to stick there mechanically like just sit there and like I really liked the basicness of it all like mm-hmm. I liked that there was things that I like there was little computer screens where I had to solve a little riddle or a puzzle, but it never oh, felt yeah. I actually like, loved those yeah, they were simple they were nice but and yeah. I never felt like I had to sit there for hours in front of a computer screen and uh just experience that and just get frustrated. I could get frustrated at other things like. How the fuck do I get past this dumb motherfucking fish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. there's
0: the the ending sequence of the game has you like running from uh the like the uh, I guess the station you're emerging from after you kill or don't kill the wow and then run the to the gun, yeah, in the yeah. abyss and there's like a enormous fish which I think was like maybe a giant squid or something that got taken over I'm not 100 positive but it Who like, gives a shit
1: I wasn't I was just I was, at that point I was literally <laughs> screaming I'm like I don't care
0: I don't care anymore just get <laughs> me there I I mean I thought it was cool come on give the game its dues
1: it um, was cool model wise but
0: yeah. yeah you you like you run from light to light which was kind of the mechanic you've been doing the whole time up to this point the difference is like I didn't fucking understand how it worked this time because no it ate me when i was standing next to the light a few times which was fine because it didn't kill me after it ate me four times so i was like whatever like you do you fish at this point i'm just gonna stroll but um that part was a little frustrating where it's like okay the mechanics seem a little inconsistent
1: yeah to say that it was Um, getting frustrating i'm like how do i avoid this character like come on it's very clear in some of the other ones where they're like uh, one of them was, like, telling you about how they can hear your frequency, which was, like, clearly about sound, and that was really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, but that one was so unclear.
0: Something, well, I, I do have something tangentially related to mechanics, because uh, I, I consider, like, the tension in the game one of the mechanics, so to speak, because that's, like, what they're trying to make you feel, and mm-hmm. that's, like, the entire game, the way that you move, the way that you interact with objects, it's all built around building that tension, Um, the game is also built around having this really intricate story where you've got a bunch of interconnected characters interacting with one each other and you're also trying to figure out what's happening in the world while struggling with these ideas about yourself and the consciousness and who you are anymore. I oftentimes throughout the game felt like those two ideas were at odds because there would be times when you're kind of very, uh, at least for me, there were times when I was just, like, super uncomfortable in an area, because I knew there was a monster nearby, and I was like, well, I want to listen to this audio recording, but I don't want to hide in a corner and shit my pants for five minutes while this monster, like, looks around the room, so then I would just end up not listening to an audio recording, or I would be trying to read something as a monster's patrolling nearby, and I was like, well, I guess, fuck this, because I'm not gonna get anything out of this, this is, I'm just done.
1: Really? Did you? Yeah. I think, I think they, they if they're going to put any i this is my experience where they put any lore they made it a safe space. I don't think you could get attacked by a monster while you were like there were times where you could get attacked by a monster if you were healing, but there was no i felt like there was no time in the game where i had the opportunity to look for lore and not get attacked. I don't think definitely, i ever felt threatened. There was
0: definitely a point in uh i think it was th- theta I'm pretty sure it was one of the sites that you go to mm-hmm. you after the dunbar dunbad whatever after it stops <laughs> working and yeah. you like you crawl through some vents and then kind of interact with like a prototype arc which is a really cool scene you then walk out and there's like monsters patrolling that area and i vividly remember i was in a room maybe like 10 minutes into dodging monsters and there's like something you can listen to on the wall and a couple of different pieces of paper to read hmm. and like the monster was on a patrol path that took him into that room so i would read something hear him put it down and hide behind a desk and then he would leave oh, really? and i would get up and read a little bit more and then put it down and hide behind a desk
1: oh would... but once you find the piece though in that room that that monster disappears anyways yeah that i can understand that that mm. being a being a being a stress point and that, yeah. like, but i think for most of them they're pretty like safe zony where they make sure that you're not going to get attacked but most if of they the ever important
0: lore is yeah that's mm. for sure like all the important parts you're safe to explore around even if it doesn't always feel that way right yeah i mean like toward the end of the game you're in like an area where there's a bunch of different rooms and you can open them and go inside and i remember opening one room and going inside and being like, cool, I learned a lot about this person. And then leaving and opening the next room and the walls were, like, coated in black goo and there were, like, <laughs> three corpses in there and I opened <laughs> the door and closed the door and went to the next room. So I'm like, nope, I'm good, thanks. Right.
1: right. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk, before we get into the, the main story of the game, I want to talk about the art in this game because I wanted to just give it a quick, a quick recognition that's, like, Oh, my God, there's some stunning like models and like just really good texturing on like a lot of the a lot of the like ways of making things look decayed and the sci fi taken over by an organic being mm. like we've see- I see that so much. Like I feel like that element in games is done so much where it's like, oh, it's a sci-fi site that's been taken over by aliens or an organic being. But for some reason, I felt super strong about this one where I'm like, this art is beautiful. Like, it's gorgeous. And that's one thing I really, really love about the game is I always felt immersed visually. Um, Sometimes the story took me out. Sometimes the mechanics took me out. But there were so many times I felt like this was an environment I'll remember and enjoy to remember and take as an inspiration if i ever work on anything in the future with you know that kind of setting
0: yeah i that that is pretty much exactly how i felt about the art in the game um there are a few points where it's like all right that doesn't look amazing yeah or that looks you know that i've seen that style of thing before but when you're like first going through it's really creepy and then the first time you get like launched out into the ocean proper from the first station oh, was like such an overwhelmingly exciting experience to just be walking on the ocean floor and it felt yeah. vast and gorgeous and also like really good job to them again for i i always appreciate when games do this where there's just probably invisible walls that you can't go past but the... yeah it seems very too. open mm-hmm. Right, but they're really good at not making you like you never accidentally go
1: the wrong way. Exactly. Yeah, I I had that thought throughout the game, but I never wrote that down. That's such a good point because it's it's totally like that. Like you're you're definitely feel like, and that's that's the problem I had with Firewatch so much is it's that exact feeling where you're like this sea looks so insanely vast, mm-hmm. and I want to go on this path and everything like that, but I know I could go somewhere else too. Mm-hmm. even though I don't want to but it's it's this mm, it's this human condition that I don't feel like I can really fully understand but it's really cool yeah no shit. I
0: mean totally I it's whenever games can pull that off very well I'm always incredibly impressed and I think Soma did a really good job of that especially contrasting between that and the rest of the game which like was a lot of tight corridors because it, it had to be in order for the monster scares to work yeah. Also, when I was in the ocean for the first half of the game was the only time where I was like, oh, all right, we're good. Nothing's going to kill me. There's like one angry robot that turned and said hi to me, but I was able to walk away from it, and it was really slow. So mm-hmm. we're golden. Oh. So, yeah, mad props to the artists on this game as well.
1: Mad props!
0: What he said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So uh, this game has so many philosophical, deep thought, artificial intelligence, and just so many themes like that. Like God, there's there's so much that to be thought about and to be talked about. So we're gonna get into that now that we've conquered some of the mechanics and art of the game. Alex, being being my being the being more philosophical philosophical than me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow, that just you shows are, my intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna open the floor up to you. Oh, As you can see. That was beautiful. As you can see. That was
0: absolutely beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna kinda dive into some some philosophical shit, which means inevitably we are both going to sound like idiots yeah. and jackasses, and I ask you all to bear with us and remember that we're just Two Two dudes playing games, talking about video games. Two dudes playing Call
1: of Duty, eating Mountain Dew, drinking Doritos. (laughs) Call of
0: Duty, Infinite Living Among the Stars. As an AI, is it as good as humans? We don't know. (laughs) Well, was that really us? We don't know. Let's find out. Infinite Warfare. (laughs) Um, So, kind of touching on the the main idea of it again, uh, just because I think it's it's important to have a base to work from. Is the whole idea um, the the main? philosophical underpinning of this game is the idea of you know, what is your consciousness? is your consciousness you? Um, is are you know can there be multiple versions of that or is it still you if that's the case? Is your body important to that? kind of the idea of is there a soul? All of that is addressed pretty pretty well in this game, to be honest with you. I think most games mm-hmm. that try and get into that sort of stuff tend to fumble a little bit along the way and not necessarily hit it. I don't think SOMA has that issue in particular. Um, But the main way this is expressed is, again, uh, everyone you're interacting with was at some point a brain scan, the whole idea being that they, you know, hey, we're going to build this thing and we're going to create basically a virtual reality that we will all live in as brain scans and that will be us and, you know, we're all going to die, but this is the way that humanity lives on because obviously, you know, the surface is completely destroyed. There's like 12 of us down here. We can't really create a new population of humans because there's just not enough of them and also they're underwater and also everything wants to kill them. So it just wasn't going to work. Um, so yeah, I think one of the most interesting ideas when it comes to that, because <clears throat> um, the, uh, the way that this is addressed, uh, one of the interesting story points is as people are getting scanned to get put onto the, the arc as, you know, separate brain scans, I don't think a lot of people really understand what's going on necessarily, but one guy comes up with the idea of what's called the continuity, and I wish I had written down the character's name because he's the super interesting uh, idea that he puts forth, which was basically the idea that we can't exist in two places at once because that's not how you know humans work. That's not how consciousness works. So since two versions of the same consciousness can't exist because that wouldn't be us there needs to be a streamlined existence between us pre going on to the ark and us post going on to the ark. So the way that that works, the way that they ensure that there are never two consciousness existing at once and the you that is on the ark is actually you is by getting scanned in and then immediately killing themselves, which is kind of fucked.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: But also really cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I I think it speaks a lot for like what can we do like if we really wanted to preserve ourselves as human if we you know me and you put ourselves in their shoes and being like what what can we do to preserve ourselves that's like Mm -hmm. i feel like that's honestly the most reasonable not re i guess i shouldn't use the word reasonable but the most realistic um way i think we could even do it now and a hundred years from now is something like that because I feel like there's honestly no way, because I'll just I'll use computer alliterations here. There's I feel like there's no way mm-hmm. to cut and paste, um, unless you physically remove the brain. And I mean this is all medical shit that I wouldn't know anything about. But like you mm-hmm. know, the unless you actually physically remove the brain, there's no way to cut and paste. It's always going to be copy and paste. And in my in my thought process, I don't feel like at that point you're not you anymore and you're not really human. And that going back to that whole question is what does it mean to be human? I think at that point you're no longer human um, because you, so would you be hmm? okay with the idea of being put onto the ark? I would be. So here's the thing. I would be okay with the idea of putting myself on the ark. Would I risk my whole life and, you know, world to be on the arc. No, I'm not going to mm. like make a big deal about it because it's no longer me. Because if I'm Simon and I'm in that chair and I'm about to be transferred, I don't, I wouldn't want to do it. You know, if I was, if, if Simon had known that when he was transferred to the dive, the power suit that would allow him to go to the ark, and that the actual him would be an you know in a nightmare mess of just like i'm pretty sure when you walk up to it it's just like <gasps> like it's making yeah. just like really gross breathing noises because that's simon it's sleeping. yeah <laughs> it's sleeping <laughs> but that's Come on. that's simon like that was you that was just you and but that's already not simon though
0: because that's the first scan of simon right
1: so it's already you're already gone like at that mm-hmm. point, you might as well just stay in the body you are and say, fuck it. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk my, like, I wouldn't, go, I wouldn't make that transfer to get to the Ark, it guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, even before that, you're no longer human. But I think it just comes down to what you are at that point is what you are. So at that point when Simon mm-hmm. was in his first suit, that's who he was and he should just stay like that because if he transfers himself... And then ends up killing himself. That's no longer him. That's no longer his consciousness. Even though his consciousness is an AI.
0: Mm. So, so back looping. This is because this is it's gonna get stupid. Yeah. Is what it's gonna do. But like we we talked a lot about or when when you and I monologue just now, we talked a lot about how like well that you're not longer human at that point. You're not. You know. You're not you. But like, then you have to ask the question, well, what is it that makes a human human if we can accurately replicate all of their brain functions such that they would act the exact same way that a person would have the exact same needs and wants and mannerisms that you would have had when you were a human? Why is that not you? Like, What what is it about you that makes you you, Mm -hmm. I guess, is what I'm kind of getting at there. If you want my answer
1: to it, I... I think what makes you you is when you were brought onto wherever you were brought to in this case earth when you were brought onto mm. earth and you were born that you is you any deviation from that is no longer you
0: okay so when they talk about launching the ark into space and it being the the last salvation for humanity you're kind of implicitly saying that it's not because it's not humanity anymore right
1: so yeah, a little bit because, I mean, it's it's no longer humanity, but I accept – I would accept it in the sense that I'm like, well, maybe sometime in the future we'll be able to – So, I don't think those people mm-hmm. on the Ark are no longer the people that they were. Um, you don't think they're not? The, they, you think they are still the people well, they were? Well, they are still the people they were because they have the same brains, but they, they are no longer human as I would – put it in terms but i still think that it's worth it because it's something it's better than wait hold up wait
0: wait let's go back because i want to be clear that i'm understanding your train of thought. so you're saying if your if your brain is transferred like if your consciousness is transferred to a robot that robot is not you but the people on the arc are still them because how does that follow then because they all went
1: through that process of having their consciousness copied and pasted right
0: so they wouldn't be them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I guess that's what I, I that's what I'm trying to say is they they are no longer them at that point. Yeah.
0: yeah. So so do you think that the ark is like the actual last salvation for humanity? Is this idea of Yeah, I mean it's I being mm-hmm. not human but continuing is that still humanity or is that a new chapter in something totally different because at that point it's like a glorified thousand or five thousand year computer simulation right? yeah and i'm okay with that there's no like, way to like reproduce i don't
1: think so i don't think that that's the last like that that's going to continue humanity absolutely not like there's mm-hmm. unless unless we're able to Uh, Take those scans from the computer and implant them in organic beings to start reproducing and somehow learn how to do the cut and paste instead of the copy and paste. And, you know, being able to create a brain like a like an actual brain and then, you know, creating an organic being. Mm -hmm. Then I guess it's worth it. But. The likelihood of that happening is super low, but I mean, there's this there's such a centralized theme for hope in this game even though it's such a mm-hmm. dark and desolate and bleak world uh, where there's all these, this like really messy death and the destruction of humanity happening. Um, there's this theme of hope that the arc is hope for, you know, society. And, and I believe Simon says, it was like, well, he he even goes and says, what's the point, you know, what's the point of all of this? If we're just going to be inside mm-hmm. of a computer and she's well, it's, it's hope, you know, it's, we can just hope that something might happen. And I think that's the whole theme that I agree with, with, I agree with Catherine in that sense where I'm not like, well, what's the point? I don't think they're human anymore, but there's still a point that there's a chance that we can come closer to that. You know, we can come closer to that. Well, maybe we'll become hmm. organic beings again instead of being inside this computer simulation, or maybe they'll just forget that they were ever even a computer at all, you know. And it's hmm. there's a lot to say about that.
0: Yeah. So I think I there's no way they're gonna go back to being organic beings because the Ark is like it's the last vestige of humanity. There's no one left to even create anything else right because they're all at that point they're all computer simulations there's no physical bodies to make new physical bodies even if they wanted to
1: yeah but who's to say that you know maybe an alien race were to find that satellite and be able to take those scans and implant them into organic beings
0: i mean fucking we're we're grasping at strong right but that's like
1: that's the whole point or it's like it's hope though like, you, you're you yeah. hopeful that and, something like that might happen. Or maybe there's more humans out there, except for, you know, Earthlings.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's interesting. That's really interesting. Because I definitely did not view it as, let, this is us trying to hopefully come back to being human at some oh, point. No. I viewed it as much more of, like, hey, this is us saying, like, all right, we're done. Like, humans are over. But we're going to at least kind of ride it out in as close to an eternal paradise, you know, air quotes as we can get, because we're going to make what would, you know, we're going to make what would hopefully be the most perfect world imaginable. And we are going to live there until some, you know, unforeseen circumstance causes this satellite to get destroyed. But this is it. Like this is the end of the human race. Like there's no hope to go on. I mean, I do think they play around interestingly with, the idea of whether or not these people understand that they are, you know, that understand the hope that they're clinging to, even because it does seem sort of like they're they're hoping maybe that it's something it isn't.
1: Yeah, well, it's but the whole the idea.
0: trade-off is so low for yeah.
1: them. I mean, it's 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 the whole idea of cut and paste versus copy and paste. Because if, if you know if you were to say you're going to be copy and pasted into the arc, <laughs> nope not gonna do it Mm -hmm. if i'm getting cut and paste into the arc that's a whole different story because
0: I and that's Mm -hmm. like that's that's the interesting thing about the idea of the continuity is that's basically what they're trying to replicate is if you copy and paste and then delete the original file you basically cut and paste it right so that's what they're doing so to speak is they're getting copied and then killing themselves so the only version of them that exists is in the continuity and they don't know ever that they don't exist anymore or is on the arc and they don't know that they cease to exist otherwise they because that's not like this is the them now yeah which is why i i i loved there's like a long audio log and note where the character described it and i thought it was so incredibly well done and so interesting an idea i really liked how they played into people over time just like slowly moving toward accepting that idea and realizing that's what needs to happen. Um, some people did that, obviously others didn't, and that's actually what ended up, I don't think we mentioned this, that's what shut down the ARC project such that it didn't get launched on time because people kept killing themselves.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> the the security that
0: ran it was like, all right, this is done. Everyone's committing suicide. We got to stop this project. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was, was just a super interesting way of looking at like that's the only way that i again i don't think i would kill myself in this situation but that's the only like way i could see you justifying yourself living yeah
1: um, i mean know? put yourself in the shoes of pathos too like as a citizen there i mean are you gonna are you gonna scan yourself or like what's your what's your stand on that i would definitely
0: scan myself if for no other reason than like the trade-off is literally you feel bad for a couple of days yeah.
1: I mean, you already feel bad because you're all going to die anyways. (laughs) Well, you feel physically bad for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. You get, like, nausea and headaches
0: and things like that. Um, But, I mean, I I would do it. I would definitely scan myself because, you know, why not be a part of it if someone's trying something? Yeah. But it it would be one of those things where it's like, well, I would do it, but I would struggle with understanding what the point was because my – perception of my existence is over yeah
1: i mean that you you know you get copy pasted and that copy that you made is is dead you know it's Mm. it's it's just not it's not you and i think that's like the main and it's interesting to see how okay with it that Catherine is and how not okay with it that simon is because Catherine's like well we just lost the coin flip we're not we're not there we're here and maybe that's just because she's so used to this because you know who's to say how long that she's been in that mm. you know in that in the you know an ai or not an ai a scan i guess versus when she died yeah. and like she's just come to terms with all this stuff and, and totally. maybe it's just simon mm. isn't in that environment as often because all mm. this is so new to him but um yeah i think it's interesting. i think yeah the game does a fantastic
0: job with that that base idea, the the losing the coin flip idea, because when you actually think about it, like there's not a coin flip. Oh no, like, you're never gonna be the one on the other side of it. But because the game shifts it, and again, I think Catherine is actually the one that that does this. When you transfer your body from the first one to the second one, uh, the first like robot body you have to the diving suit robot body, um, there's no like. There's no weird period. There's no, like, transition. It's just like, hey, you sit down, you scan, and then you're in the other one. And then you're playing as that person. And, you know, Catherine talks you through what's happening, and you kind of come to terms with the fact that, oh, you're not one persistent consciousness. And that's that's cool, but that's when she introduces the idea of, like, hey, that one lost a coin flip. And you go, oh, well, that sucks. I guess when I'm scanned, I never know which one I'm going to come out as. But like again there's there's no coin flip you you're just always going to be the one that stays there because that's how you know your perception and your consciousness is made up of your perception of things, and when those stop, obviously like everything else stops along with it yeah but the way that the game handled it by having it be a seamless transition for one and then at the end of the game, having it not be a transition at all like you you are just the one that gets stuck there it. I mean, it tricked me, like, honestly. I'll say that. I was watching that loading bar waiting for it, being like, oh, yeah, I'm about to be in the arc. Yeah, this is going to work, because this is what happened last time in the game yeah. when I got transferred to <laughs> consciousness. But that's just because the robot that you were playing as shut down at the exact same time, because Catherine did that. Yeah, so it's all about player the perspective. The game, like, it tricks you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this story works if told from a not first-person perspective. Yeah. Or, I mean, it works, but it's not even a tenth as effective. Right.
1: Yeah and, it, and it's it's cool that that direct transfer that you feel and I think I don't want to be like oh I'm like I'm way I called it way better than you but like I was very like <laughs> cuz I understood exactly what happened to when he switched to the power suit I'm like but that's mm-hmm. that's old simon and that could have been me like that that very mm-hmm. well is me like and I I didn't like super call it where I'm like this is bad this is bad this is bad but I had a lot of worries at the end where I'm like this isn't going to go exactly how I want it to. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I kind of suspected that. Um, I also really suspected that I, that Catherine was going to betray me, but that's a whole, that's a whole other thing, which he feels like yeah. he did get betrayed, which I think is kind of bullshit. But what do you think about that? Yeah.
0: I mean, again, it, it's interesting because it, it plays with perspective because it's so hard to understand it without it, it like happening. Right. Cause you, even when I, physically knew what was going to happen it still caught me off guard and i think it's understandable to feel betrayed when you go through all this hardship to you know spend eternity among the stars and then it turns out that oh lol jk you you are just gonna be here underneath the ocean with me being the only other living thing trying not to kill you if you consider us living things like it yeah As a gut reaction, I think it's totally fair. I think had the final scene lasted like 10 more minutes, I think he would have been okay with it. But that doesn't happen because Catherine gets really upset at him getting really upset and not understanding and then more or less breaks. I don't know. I didn't didn't feel betrayed personally, but I could definitely see where I may have if I just realized I was going to be spending the rest (laughs) of my short life underwater with no one as opposed to in a perfect eternal paradise. I mean, at that
1: point, at that point, you might as well just kill yourself if you're all alone, dude. Like, because I mean, he's right. in a robot body. I mean, body. also continuity,
0: right? Huh? Continuity, right? Yeah. You know? Just kill yourself. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's if there's nobody, there's nobody else. Like, you kill the last human, your your friend is is gone. I mean, I guess he could have taken the Omni tool and tried to plug it in somewhere else, but
0: yeah, uh, it seemed like she. The impression I got was that the game was trying to let you know, hey whatever she did fried her circuitry and she is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think that made the ending, like, I think the scariest moment in the entire game was that like five seconds right before the credits roll because of that. Yeah. Because prior to that, I was like, Oh, this is scary because I'm like, there's monsters and I'm tense. And then for that few moments, I felt like real existential dread for Simon. That's like, Oh,
1: You put yourself in his shoes.
0: Yeah. And like the idea of going from working with one person to try and like live forever to like, you're the last thing that's alive on the planet and you're alone forever. And like the way that his voice changes from being really angry to like whimpering and asking her not to leave him alone was horrifying and heartbreaking. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And like, it's cool to be able to immerse yourself into a story like that because I feel like in so many, it's interesting. Because when I play some or when I watch so many movies, and that's maybe because I play more games than I watch movies, I'm able to immerse myself on a lot more characters. And I personally like to think it's because I'm playing that character that I'm able to immerse mm-hmm. myself better. But like in the format of a movie, I feel like I wouldn't feel as bad for him. You know, what I, mean? I wouldn't feel that um, that existential dread because i feel that i felt the same thing and i think that's where soma benefits as a story from being a video game instead of a movie or a book uh because it's yeah. such a it's such a especially when they're we talked about earlier when they're playing with perspective and stuff like that it's such an interesting thought and i feel like i could the thing i love about it is i feel like we could sit down and talk about this and i'm sure we'll talk about it more for like outside of the podcast for hours
0: oh totally like it, it's such a cool concept and like this is something that in order to like properly convey my thoughts on and feelings, it, you know, it's not going to work in the format of we just played this game. Let's make a podcast about it a week later. Like I feel like this is a game that I could sit down and write like a 25 page paper right. on the themes in it yeah. and like walk up and hand it to someone and they'd be like, mm, I don't know, that's pretty good. Like that's, that's really interesting. Let's delve into this deeper. Um, And that's just so cool that this game was able to do that. I was actually... um. At, at some point in between finishing the game and recording this podcast i was reading one of the developer's blogs and they mentioned how like this game was the monster encounters in this game had been criticized but they were okay with that because that wasn't the point of the game right and i mean and i think uh, they did that so yeah well.
1: and if you think about it, if it was just the mechanics and the monster mechanics like who cares yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> and you know like no offense you know what but it'd be a sorry again. sorry frictional frictional right because i said fractional yeah. yeah frictional guys i'm sorry <laughs> it it would just be amnesia i guess <laughs> which amnesia was fun but amnesia was very this it was for
0: its time though, yeah right? like it, it was big and special it, and was, it was like oh man this is the first type of your helpless against monster yeah games. yeah which was cool this was not the first yeah so, yeah, the horror aspect is like, oh, this is a cool backdrop, right? That's it, though. The story has to carry this game.
1: And I think it did. Definitely. I definitely think it, it carried the shit out of it. <laughs> when I run out <laughs> of things to say, I just, I, just, I just curse like a, like a you just... dirty sailor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> curse like a sailor and just bad mouth games for no reason.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. So I think we had talked about like what everything is with the ais and everything like that i feel like there was there was some poor parts about the story especially um with the wow and i felt like mm. they so when the scene we're talking about where they ask you the, the Simon, what's his name the uh simon no not simon the the guy who asked you to destroy the wow oh ross yeah johan ross when johan ross asks you to kind of just pops up in the middle of the game and just asks you to destroy the wow. And it felt super out of place in the sense that like, it just felt like it kind of got jammed in there. Do you think that they kind of felt pressure to wrap that part of the story up? Do you think it needed to be wrapped up or like what's your kind of just general thoughts on them choosing to make that a point of the game where almost out of nowhere, you're asked to destroy the wow and what decision did you choose to make and why like for that reason yeah yeah so
0: i, I think that's that's totally fair um they do they sort of try and tease at it a little bit but like hey this is a virus it needs to be stopped like you'll see weird flashes when you're using computers but they don't do that until like an hour and a half or something before you are faced with that decision and it, it did feel kind of It felt rushed. I understand why it sort of had to be there. I understand the idea of, like, hey, we've presented this as, like, the enemy. Now you get a choice as to whether or not you want to stop this. This is also the thing that killed humanity. Like, what do you want to do with it? But it did feel really rushed and, like, really, like, just sort of shoved in at the last possible minute. Like, hey you want to take this quick side tour and kill this thing? Cause, <laughs> Possibly you know, kill that yourself. That would really wrap the story up. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, like I I did it because it, that felt like what the game wanted me to do. And I was like, all right, I'm on board for the story. Let's check it out. And you jam your arm into it. It eats your arm off and then dies. And then Johan Ross gets eaten by a deus fi- fish machina. And it's, like, it's weird. <laughs> deus <but> fish machina. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It is. It, I understand maybe why it could have happened, and I think it could have been handled significantly better. I just think that part of the story was pretty weak and pretty rushed. Yeah,
1: yeah. Out of all the great things, I, I think I, I I agree with you that did feel pretty rushed. I chose not to, just because I felt like I was gonna get screwed in the long run, and I cared a lot about Simon at that point. Where I'm just like, I just wanna I wanna see him. I thought that the ending was coming very soon at that point. So I'm like, is this like my mm. alternate ending that I could get? And I'm like, I don't really want this ending. Cause I thought that the game yeah. might've ended at that point. So I ignored him kind of the same thing happened. He tried to force me to do it and then he got eaten by a giant fish. So I just avoided the whole situation. Um, Dude has bad luck with me. <laughs> <laughs> no matter where you go, what you do, bitch is going to get eaten by a fish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, as long as we're talking about parts of the game that weren't necessarily great, um, there was a really good scene where you talk with the last human left alive on Earth, and kind of get you know like get her story, and she was guarding the Ark, and she was like a really cool and really noble character because she basically was like, oh, I'm just gonna sit here forever and guard the Ark because you know my friends are in there basically. Um, for as good as the art was in that game. <laughs>
1: that person didn't look much like a person when they moved (laughs) but this is how the talk if you don't if you for you guys who can't see me because i don't have a camera uh her her mouth movements were just really bad and it took me out of it so much and it's unfortunate (sighs) i feel bad bad. because i know character animation is like so fucking hard because I've tried it before and it's hard, <laughs> like especially with <laughs> mouths and like lip syncing and stuff like that. But it just felt so hard to take this character seriously while I was looking at her, just flapping her stupid lips, <laughs> telling me about it, yeah. how she's literally the last human on earth. Like that's such a dramatic thing. And uh, I think
0: that scene was still really good and really strong. And like, you get to kill the last human on earth. You get like to make that choice. Mm-hmm. And that's like a really cool and powerful choice, but man, <laughs> lip movements did not look good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sad. Uh, it, it is. is sad. Oh, some something I think we maybe touch on for a little bit. I think the game benefits so strongly from like Catherine not always being around you to talk to you, because so mm-hmm. many of these, uh, so many games these days with n- kind of this like style of having a narrator with you. That's also your supporting character. Um, yeah. It's pretty prevalent. In a lot of those, it's like a radio, <laughs> like fire, like Firewall, <laughs> or you know, it's a speaker, like in portal with, with um, GLaDOS. But in this, it's this tool, and the tool can't talk. So when you're holding the tool, Catherine can't talk to you. The only way that Catherine can talk to you is if you plug her into one of the computers. So it would be really interesting to know what it's like see the whole story from Catherine's eyes because from the moment you pick her up to a moment you plug her into the next computer there's no in-between time it's just Mm -hmm. and she talks about that and how weird it is but simon has gone through all of this crazy absolute bonkers running from monsters getting like you know Literally ruined with the environment. And then he just plugs her into a second computer and is like, Oh my God. Oh, it's so terrible. Everything's the worst. And she's like, Well, what's up, Simon? Like, what happened? (laughs) So there's this kind of cool relationship with them where he's like, I'm going to carry you to here, but you don't know what's going on in between. And every time he unplugs Catherine from the computer, if I was Catherine, I'd have a mini panic attack every time that I'm not going to make it to the next computer.
0: Yeah. I That's, that's a super good point to bring up. Cause that was one of the really cool things about her character. And like when she talks about that and it, it's like, it's really weird to think about basically just like being somewhere and then more or less blinking and then being somewhere totally different at a different time with a different set of circumstances going on around and basically you. Basically a like,
1: different body as well. Cause you're in a different computer. Every time she's like, whoa, is this a fucking submarine I'm plugged into? (laughs) (laughs)
0: She also takes a shot at Omicron, which I thought was funny. Like, wow, this is really basic. (laughs)
1: Like, oh, damn.
0: Everyone's dead or they'd be pissed. (laughs) Uh, That was... Yeah, that was that was really cool, and also kind of plays on the the consciousness theme throughout the entire game. It, the theming in this game was really strong, super strong, pacing strong yeah. too. I think, yeah, it is generally the pacing was good, though. I do think the game it was like seven, it was like oh, eight yeah. hours for me. We can talk
1: about the game length a little bit. Yeah.
0: yeah, it I personally didn't think it needed to be quite that long. There were a few sequences that dragged on. There were a few there was an entire J scene with a monster that should have not existed in the game. Cause it was super frustrating and I hated it so yeah. much.
1: There's so, I think there's two sides to that where I feel like goddamn was this game long to, for such like, if we really went over everything that happened, we would be sitting here for a while because there's oh, totally. so much in between stuff where you're like, okay, I'm going to get the dumb bat to work and then it stops working. And then you're like, fuck, mm. I got to go find these extra four pieces before I can get the Dunbat to work. And in between, there's a bunch of interesting lore. There's some good conversation topics between you and Catherine that we can digest and talk about here. Mm -hmm. Which transitions into my thought that I think that time to think and digest is really good. Uh, But it just makes for a longer game experience and sometimes i can see if i wasn't forced well not forced if i didn't want to play this (laughs) game for to talk about it for a podcast i don't know when i'd finish it because i just don't feel that determination with a game like that
0: yeah i was not necessarily filled with determination to finish it Uh either but, (laughs) but um that was a sick undertale reference you guys want us to play undertale no. Shut yeah! Up. Um, yes. oh, yeah! No. I, yeah, I do think. Undertale! The of the <laughs> Undertale! <laughs> oh, no. I've opened the lid. I can't zoom through right, I'm, I'm zipping
1: lock and putting it in my pocket. Jesus. Um, yeah,
0: the, the, the in between moments where you could digest things was good. But again, I feel like I was maybe a little burned out toward the middle section of the game. Really? Like, if the middle section was like an hour or two shorter, even. I think I would have felt a lot less burnout toward portions of the game. But again, it's it's so hard to say because we do we, like we are playing these game under time constraints and we do have to work to, you know, maybe like, oh, I really don't want to play this game today. Mm, but we're recording in two days. So fuck. I guess I'm playing this game for five hours. <laughs> yeah. Today. yeah. Um so that is, you know, that's a keep that in mind. But yeah, also our story summary was like super, super brief. I didn't even realize it until we were going through and I was like, mm, I skipped like an hour between those two points. Yeah. Damn!
1: Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that happens in between, which I think, you know, hey guys, if you if you like it, there's still so much more to really understand about this game. So much backstory for a bunch of different characters. I'd still recommend playing it, even if you stuck with us to this point. Um, totally, it's such a great game which, visually too.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. The experience of us talking about it will not give you the real experience of the mm-hmm. game. That is something you would probably only get from playing it because it handles that first person perspective so yeah. well.
1: Totally. Totally, totally. Um,
0: totally. Real real quick, a little bit of little bit of trivia. Did you did you look up the definition of Soma? By no,
1: I was gonna ask you, what why is it called Soma? Uh so I have
0: three different definitions here, all from uh, dictionary.com i think <laughs> shout um, out to our boys anyway. at dictionary.com
1: <laughs>
0: one of our biggest sponsors thank you so much Thanks. guys for the hundred million dollars a week <laughs> um, <laughs> so the first definition i have which is all these are interesting to think about but it is an intoxicating juice from a plant of disputed identity that was used in ancient India as an offering to the gods and as a drink of immortality by worshippers in the Vedic ritual and worshipped in personified form as a Vedic god. I may be pronouncing Vedic wrong. It could be Vedic. Sure. It could be something totally different. Okay. But I think that's interesting that the first definition is the idea of this drink that you would use to achieve immortality.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: huh. Which, obviously, immortality, Um. you know infinity among the stars as humans like the themes are very well aligned right there the second one is the entire body of an organism exclusive of the germ cells which is still pretty pretty related obviously talking entirely about the body as opposed to the consciousness mm-hmm. and then the third one is the body of an in- individual as contrasted with the mind or psyche which may be the one that they were basing the game name
1: probably off. But
0: because that's literally the theme
1: of the game, yeah. That's cool, though. Thanks for looking that up. Yeah, that's really cool. No
0: problem. Huh, I was really curious. That's so I was like, let's definitely check this out. So, yeah, it was, um, it's super good naming conventions based on whether you're, you know, a biologist or an ancient ritualist <laughs> or, you know, a philosopher. I, I take
1: the in- ancient ritualist path,
0: I mean pretty good Um, path you get a lot of
1: sweet perks i'm always trying to find that immortality goo (laughs) that'll be the name of this episode that immortality (laughs) goo i don't know why they don't just change the name of the fucking game like oh
0: write the developer i guess like (laughs) hey guys just so you know you did fuck up because it should have been called
1: immortality goo i thought that was an obvious one (laughs) Well, I think that I think that wraps up a lot of our points nicely. I don't, I think I'm I'm done speaking about soma. I
0: cool. I am also done speaking about soma. Um, I do think this was definitely an episode where, as we went through talking about it, we're doing this one like sort of on the fly to, to pull the curtain. <sighs> next, but as we went through talking about it, I was like, man, should have written my thoughts out in full pages so that I could have properly articulated them because they're so like the game deals with such interesting ideas that gets so up its own ass in the best way possible yeah. that I really would have liked to delve into it a little more. It like for my own benefit if for nothing else because it's such a yeah. cool concept to think about. Well
1: I think I don't know. I'm kind of okay with not doing that as much because I think mm-hmm. it really what it does is it shows, you know, you out there listening that this game and we presented you with the concept that it brings how deep of a conversation it can make so you know ask your friends about it you know say what what would you do in that situation play soma you know really totally get down into it because um i think it's something that a group of people could talk about in a a really interesting way and i think that's something that's like the biggest thing i love about it
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. If you want to look at this podcast as a audio video game book club, this is a really good fit for that. Yeah. That idea. Yeah. Um. Did you have any like final thoughts about it? Any like wrap up thoughts about wrap Soma? up
1: thoughts? Fun game. Any like it's recommendations? Like good game. Or? I I think we we both pretty much gave it the thumbs up. Um. Closing thoughts are just really. I feel like I've kind of echoed throughout it is just it was while the gameplay elements weren't at their strongest because i just i feel like well i feel like they were at their strongest but if you're looking for a gameplay experience turn your ass around because it's just not what that is it's a story (laughs) experience um and i mean that's what this podcast is really about but um it's great for that it's an amazing story it's probably going to be one of my favorite sci-fi stories of all time and especially about artificial intelligence and anytime it gets brought up and it changed my way about how i think about artificial intelligence and um that's all scans (laughs) hashtag
0: brain (laughs) brain Uh, Uh, yeah i mean i would echo a lot of that a lot of that i think contrary to to your views i think if you're looking for a gameplay experience this is serviceable if you are brand new to the horror genre. Yeah. Which I was going into it and I was like I was thoroughly spooked for the first third of the game and then a little bit toward the end of the game. And I was thoroughly frustrated in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely some some points where it clashed there. But if you are looking for like I want a really good horror game this is probably is not the greatest horror game ever. Nah. But if you're like, man, I really want a game that's gonna scare me and then when I'm really scared I'm gonna jump up and then you know sit back down and turn my game off and think for an hour and a half about what it means to be me <laughs> this is totally yeah. it is like a really good game for yeah. that. like i have i have that desire all the time and this was the only game so far that's really stated that so you know yeah yeah highly recommended definitely check it out go through play it if you haven't if you have you know the hell you know <laughs> shit's real good next
1: time <laughs> that's what we're playing next time it's what are we playing Duncan? we're playing. Her story, not my story, not his story, her story. It's a new game from Sam. Uh, it's not It's not a new game at this point. No, I'm that, reading the I Steam description. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says it's a new game. Shut Don't peel back the curtain <laughs> that much. From Sam Barlow, creator of Silent Hill, Shattered Memories, and Aisle? A-I-S-L-E? Sh- Aisle? Oh. Aisle? 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 Aisle?
0: Wait, did you say A-I-S-L-E? A-I-S-L-E. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's aisle. like... I, let me double check, but I think that is actually how the word aisle is spelled. Really? Okay, a woman... Yeah, that's totally how the word aisle is spelled. Like, grocery <laughs> aisle, that's how you spell really? it. Really? 100% just Googled it. And also, I knew it beforehand because I'm very, very
1: smart. <laughs> a woman is interviewed yeah. seven times by the police search... Wait, by the police. Search the video database and explore hundreds of authentic clips to discover her story in this groundbreaking narrative game. They're all live action clips um, of this actress uh, being interviewed. You get to search through databases, searching keywords. um, And it is a mystery that we will figure out ourselves, hopefully. I'm bad at mysteries. Maybe. So I'll probably come up ending being like, I'm sure she did it. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I've got very strong evidence, but first, you present your evidence and we'll see if it's the same because we wouldn't want to say it twice. Oh, yeah, that's how I
1: felt too. Exactly how I felt.
0: Totally. No, I'm really excited to play this game. I've been wanting to for a while, and it's it, it seems like it's going to be a very interesting gameplay experience. Fuck yeah. So I'm excited. We'll see. Uh, we'll yeah.
1: see. And uh, thanks for tuning in to our Halloween episode. Sorry. Oh yeah, I forgot. Sorry, it wasn't too spooky for
0: you guys. I mean, sorry if it was too spooky for you guys. <laughs>
1: throwing a throwing a like. scream, throwing a <laughs> ghastly. <ooh. laughs>
0: Maybe we'll do that. Like every thirty seconds in editing, I'll just throw in like a very shrill scream, <laughs> and it'll really bring the whole do podcast together. Do we want to cheesy
1: Halloween or like or like real scares? Like we want like a subtle heartbeat going on in the background while we're talking about shit. Or do we just want? Oh,
0: that's a good idea. Or do we just
1: want like a like, like a cheesy ass ghoul. it <laughs> like? How the fuck are we gonna do a cheesy ass
0: like? What does that sound like? Boo. <laughs> that's not a ghoul. That's a ghost. That's a ghoul. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Halloween is spooky.
1: I'm going to... You know those shirts that have the speaker in the middle? I'm going to get one of those shirts and sound bite that boo. That was a ghoul. That was
0: straight up ghoul is shit, ghoul. What? what, Your ghoul was a ghost. You just added added an extra
1: ooh to my boo.
0: You just went boo- I started with the O's. It was like, ooh. <laughs> no, that was, that, no, that was like a really excited chef boy. Already. That wasn't what I was for. <laughs> oh, and
1: I'm, oh. I'm going to sample both those and just, just play them on repeat to go to sleep. Halloween's hard, and it's late. It's so late, guys. What time is it for you? <laughs>
0: It's 1040.
1: It's 1140.
0: I beat you. I win. Well, no shit. You're in a different time zone than me. Or am I? No, like you are. Don't don't bring this like spooky Halloween shit in here. So. Halloween's almost over for you.
1: (laughs) Follow us on Twitter at thoughts from player number one. Nope. Wait. That thought is just Thoughts from P1 Thoughts from P1 Thank you
0: Alex I'm pretty sure That's our Twitter handle That is Fuck I don't know That is one.
1: at Twitter.com okay. It is Thoughts from mm. P1 And All You right. can email us too If you have Some personal shit You want to tell us If you want to tell us We're dumb and bad And stupid well, and everything that. Or we're great
0: You have some personal shit You want to <laughs> tell us Like I don't know Your bank account number And or What you're going through Right now Look we're just here To talk Dude, I-
1: I- if you email me right now, I'll talk to you about anything. Just I don't know. Try and try and be cool. You know?
0: Just don't email us about all the shit we definitely got wrong in the intro this time. Yeah, don't don't this, do that. We probably did that. It
1: is so. it's thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. Uh, and that's that's the only social medias we have, I think.
0: Yeah. Twitter. And if you guys email like a really good question, we might read it on the air one day. Oh time. yeah, if
1: you have a game suggestion for us too if you if you played mm-hmm. her story and you want a, us to bring something up or if you want us to talk about anything even if you haven't played it do it we'll we'll do it we'll give you a call out unless it's stupid totally like it's like do you think she was hot <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah we won't we probably won't read that one
0: on the air but definitely get in touch with us i'm looking at you like the one guy that said we were pretty good on reddit and like come hey, on start a conversation. What's up?
1: He Duncan, stopped you, uh, listening you, 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 <laughs> This is the episode where he's like This is fucking creepy <laughs> uh, We'll fix it in
0: post Don't even worry about it Alright guys
1: Well her story next that's time That's
0: gonna do it uh, Her story next time As always I'm out
1: I am the Duncanator Duncan Hines Dunkin Donuts You've heard him before
0: Yup, and this has been this has been thoughts from Player
1: One. <laughs> it was nice doing business with you.
0: I wasn't gonna give you it. I time, gave so. it to myself. We'll <laughs> <laughs> talk to you guys later. Boom.
1: That was a good